0: Thank you for downloading the podcast. We pray the Word of God will richly bless you today. Now let's get right into the Word with Pastor Rusty Martin. operation when it comes to healing. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, that's where we'll begin this evening. It says in verse 1 of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren... I would not have you ignorant. Notice verse 2, it says, You know that you were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols, even as you were led. You know, many times when the Spirit of God begins to move, if people are not careful, they get carried away. We saw that many times, and we were in field ministry and saw many things begin to happen, many things begin to manifest. Not everything that manifests is God. you got to make sure it lines up with the Word of God. John chapter 7 says, He that believeth on me as the scriptures hath said. Now these gifts that we're fixing to look at are supernatural. They're from God. They're not natural gifts, natural abilities. They're supernatural. But many times people, once they enter into the spirit realm and begin to experience supernatural things, they get carried away. I remember all kind of crazy stuff going on, things moving in churches and gold dust coming and, and, and being all over people's faces and all over, all kind of crazy stuff like that, feathers appearing. All the, Listen, all that's a bunch of nonsense, amen? But one reason is it has no relevance to whether anybody receives or not. What it does many times is kind of exalts the preacher, make him look like he's really some spiritual you know, hot rod when really he's not. And a lot of that also had to do with sleight of hand. There was one particular evangelist that supposedly feathers were appearing that were from angels in her meeting. And so some people gathered up some of the feathers and had them analyzed and they were goose feathers, not angel feathers. So somebody put a camera up on this individual and took uh, 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 photographs of them. went back and studied the photographs, and come to find out they were taking and pulling those things out of a sleeve in their dress and throwing them when people weren't looking. Everybody bowed their head, closed their eyes, and all of a sudden a feather would be floating down. Whoa. Carried away. Carried away. We're not going to get carried away. Amen. We're going to stick with the Word of God. Glory to God. If gold dust starts appearing, be sure you scrape up enough to pay the light bill. I think gold's about $1,200 an ounce. Let's scrape up at least an ounce. That might pay a light bill for a month, close to it. Amen. We can pay the light bill with that. So, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God, notice this, by the Spirit of God, calleth Jesus a curse. No man that can say, Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Now, I don't want to get into that. There's a lot of teaching there. We'll look at it later. It says, there are diversities. Everybody say, diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. Differences of administration, but the same Lord. There are differences of operation, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. So we know that these three different things give us in the Word of God that which is exactly relevant to us to flow in these gifts so that God can use us as vessels for these gifts to throw, flow, flow through. First of all, diversities of gifts. There's different types of gifts. We don't lump them all into one category. Well, that's just the Holy Ghost moving. No, God has given us an explanation, and we see in the Word of God examples of all these gifts in operation. Amen. Then it says this, there are differences of administration. Well, you know, I was meditating on this the other day because I've been developing some teaching on the gifts of the Spirit that I'm going to use when I travel a little bit this year. And, and you know, when when things are administered by the Spirit of God, think think of an emergency room setting and somebody coming in uh, that maybe uh, broke their toe. And then somebody else coming in that maybe uh, broke their arm. And then somebody else coming in that maybe broke both arms and a leg and was, and was cut up real bad in a car wreck. Well, the doctor would administer different amounts of painkiller, of, of medicine, of whatever it took to get that person uh, stable and comfortable. Amen. So there wouldn't be the same for everybody. There wouldn't be the same for the one that just had a hurt toe as there was the one that was all tore up in a car wreck. No, you couldn't do that. But that which was needed would be administered. So the Holy Ghost knows just how much healing power, just how much anointing, just how much of the power of God is necessary to get you delivered from whatever it is you're believing God to be delivered from. Amen. So there are differences of administration. There are different ways in which the power and the anointing of God are administered. I know that there are, we're going to look at, we're studying healing. I know there are people that have great ministries when it comes to the laying on of hands. That is the primary way Pastor Lee and I minister to the sick is by the laying on of hands. That is how God has used us for almost 30 years. Uh, I know many times when I lay hands on a person, God begins to show me things. I begin to see things in the spirit realm. I call them little mini-visions sometimes that the Lord will give me. I understand when the healing anointing is an operation. Many times it's tangible. You can sense it. I can feel it go into people. I can feel it stay there. And I can feel it come back out when people are in doubt and unbelief. Amen. Well, there are differences of administration. And notice what it says also, there are differences of there are diversities of operation. We many times lay hands, but there are other ministers that pray in mass. You get a crowd of 250, 300,000 people in a great crusade down in South America over in Africa somewhere. How are you go lay hands on all those people? He'd be there two, three days just trying to minister to one crowd. So I know different ministers, men like Teal Osborne, others, that would just pray a prayer in mass, and then the power of God would begin to fall. I I believe that's exactly how Egan Falk ministers. He prays like that, prays one prayer, rebukes the devil, and the Spirit of God begins to move. Gifts of the Spirit begin to come into operation, and people get healed and delivered. Isn't that glorious? Don't you thank God for that? So let's continue here for just a moment. It says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man. Everybody say, every man, to profit with all. Now, let me just say this. You don't possess a gift. Amen. Now, you can be a conduit in which that gift can flow. Amen. Now, now, if Pat needed to be healed, it's not me that has the gift. She's the one that needs the gift, but the gift could flow through me. You understand what I'm saying? There's a lot of people go around and say, well, I have this gift or I have that gift. No, 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 you don't. You're just a conduit in which that flows. That's all you are. And if you understand that, that'll help keep you humble. Amen. I like what one minister told me years ago. It says it's like getting a a check in the mail for $10,000. You don't cast the check aside and glorify the envelope. All you are is the envelope. All you are is the carrier. All you are is the conduit in which God can bring that manifestation into somebody's life. Now, notice, let's, let's go a little further here because we want to get to a, a point. Notice it said here, for, for the one is given uh, by the Spirit. Ever say, by the Spirit. The word of wisdom to another word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts. Now, notice this. Plural gifts of healing by the same Spirit to another working of miracles. To another prophecy. To another discerning of spirits. To another diverse kinds of tongues. To another interpretation of tongues. Now, notice this. Nine gifts. Everybody say nine. So in particular, there are three that reveal, three that do, three that say. Power gifts, revelation gifts, amen. Then what we call the inspirational gifts, tongues, interpretation of tongues and prophecy are what we call inspirational gifts that are given to the church for the exhortation, uh, exhorta, uh, uh, edification, exhortation, and comfort of the church. But now tonight we're studying healing. So now, notice those power gifts. Number one, faith, our special faith. Now that is an impartation of the faith of God that comes apart from the faith that is developed by hearing the Word of God. Now I, I don't know. I, I don't. I really don't ever to confess. Uh, to, I really don't confess to this gift ever operating in my life. If I did, if it did, I didn't know it, or I'm not aware of it. Amen. But I've seen others in which that operates. In. The gift of faith will remove all intimidation, all doubt, all fear. And will literally empower you to just step out and do that which you would never do. Kind of like if somebody's in a wheelchair and you have the thought, I think I'll just reach down and pull them out of the wheelchair. Well, if there's any doubt in that, that's not God. Amen. I mean, if you think, well, I wonder if they're going to come out. If there's any doubt in that whatsoever, that's not God. But God has a way of dropping into you a special deposit of the God kind of faith that removes all the intimidation, all the fear, anything that would be resistant in you from doing what God tells you to do. Amen? So that's that gift of faith. Then let's talk about miracles. Well, miracles are are, are alterations in the natural order of things. Now, we'll talk about them just a minute as it refers to healing, but miracles many times manifest, uh, you know, like Jesus when he fed the 5,000, the fish and the bread being multiplied. Amen? Uh, I, there was a missionary that used to come to, to Lakewood Church And they gave the story Gave the testimony of praying uh, for a meal And they had some kind of little uh, missionary uh, outpost That they lived in And had an open wood burning stove With a big flue on the top of the roof And a bird flew by as they prayed And dropped a big old fish down through that flue Landed right in the frying pan Well that's a miracle, amen We saw miracles many times on the field I remember one particular time They told us that we could not Minister at night We were down on the border of Nicaragua and Honduras Right there on the Mosquito Coast Where the cocoa, the Coconut River uh, The Rio Cocoa is what they call it Runs right into the Caribbean Sea They said right there at that place That the bugs were so bad at night That if you cut on a light They could literally choke you to death Well I told uh, The uh, uh, Coordinator Of the crusade schedule a meeting every night He said the people won't come I said they'll come we, we set up a stage with a, with, a, with a big string of lights around it like this and we went four straight nights and we saw one bug. He made one lap around one light and kept on going. Amen. Well, that was proof right there that all of those people, and we saw some great, we saw somebody who was totally paralyzed that they had brought through the jungle, totally healed, got up and walked. We saw other people, great manifestations of healing. But that one miracle of no bugs at night so astounded those people that lived in that area that God got all the glory and many of them got saved because of that one miracle right there. Amen. We had another miracle that happened during that time. There was a man in the area, a very rich man. And he was totally against anything to do with the preaching of the gospel. He, he's the one that raised all the cattle in the area. He was a cattle baron. And he had several of those mosquito Indians working for him that rode on horseback. Now, we were holding the crusade at the end of a long runway. Now, at one end of the runway... Three nights in a row, or actually it was in the afternoon that he did this. Three afternoons in a row, he would gather all of the cattle he could gather at one time and run them straight down the runway, trying to intimidate and break up the crowd. Every time he did that, once the cattle got right to about the halfway point, and I'm talking about you know 1,200 to 1,800 to 2,000 people, not looking at you but turning back and watching the cattle as the cattle got about halfway up the runway, they cut in a perfect split. I went right around the crowd every time Well that was an absolute miracle It was such a miracle in fact That the last night of the service Here came that man Parked his horse in the back Walked up very reverently with his hat off Took his hat off Bowed his knee Gave his heart to Jesus And all of his men did the same thing Well see those are miracles But then now notice also there's gifts Everybody say gifts Now that's plural There are gifts of healing That operate through people In the lives of people. Now, with that in mind, I wanted to kind of set the stage for that. Go over to Acts chapter 8. Let's look at something very interesting here. Acts chapter 8. This is the documentation of a great evangelistic outreach that happened through an evangelist named Philip. Everybody say Philip. Now, notice what it says here. I'm in Romans. need to go to Acts. might read a little better. Acts chapter 8. Now let's look there in verse, uh, let's see. Let's, let's, let's start there in verse 5. Verse 5 of Acts chapter 8 says, says this. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. So he had the right message, amen. So he preached Christ unto them and the people with one accord gave him. Well, he, have a, he had a receptive audience. I tell you, not every audience is a receptive audience. Well, I've seen people just bow up on you, especially you preach on something that kind of kind of fluffs their religious feathers a little bit. And sometimes sometimes you gotta unteach people before you can teach them. You gotta unteach religion so you can teach faith. Amen. Well, thank God he had a good crowd. They gave heed. He preached Christ. He preached Christ, they gave heed. It says the people with one accord gave heed unto the things which Philip spake hearing and seeing the miracles which he did now notice it says miracles because it's categorizing or lumping everything into one into one subject it says and 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 for unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them and many taken with palsies and that were lame were healed and there was great joy in the city it affected the city Now, notice what it says. This is interesting. We're not going to look at the, the people being delivered, but let's look at the healings. Many taken with palsies and that were lame. So, obviously, there was a unique ability in the evangelist Philip to be a conduit for one of the gifts of healing to operate through him. Now, notice what it doesn't say. Nobody with blind eyes were healed. Amen. Uh, nobody, nobody, no lepers were cleansed. Amen. It doesn't really say anything about any other disease, malady, any other type of uh, a person who had a physical problem being healed, other than two different categories: those with the palsy, and those that were lame were healed. Now, listen, that doesn't mean others can't get healed. Much of the much of the time, we operate in faith. Just by faith, we lay hands on people, obeying the Great Commission which says if you'll lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. We see great results in doing that. But it just seems to me through experience and through observation over the years that this is a higher level of anointing. This is a higher level of manifestation. And it's very unique that God uses people in different ways and in different areas and that everybody doesn't operate the same in the way that they minister. Now, we said again, we emphasize again, we see no blind eyes being healed. We see no lepers being cleansed. Uh, there's no other uh, uh, documentation of any other type of healing manifesting. So obviously Philip operated in these particular endowments in the spirit realm so that he could manifest by the Spirit of God as the Spirit of God wills as he preached the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ As the people gave heed As they responded by faith The Spirit of God began to move And those that were in those particular needs Were ministered to Now I'm sure that he ministered to others Just by the laying on of hands Or by the word of God We studied a couple of weeks ago How you can just get healed by sitting there and listening to the word Just by sitting there and listening to the word Amen Now I've noticed in our ministry Lee and I, we ministered to thousands of people over the years Now when we were on the field There were some unique manifestations one of the manifestations we saw in the gifts of healing that worked in our ministry was ministering to couples who doctors said they could not have children. We saw some outstanding results. As a matter of fact, even in our pastorate here at Island Church, there was a particular ministry up in the central part of the state, a particular church, and they had prayed with a couple. Now, this, is, this has been actually since we've been in this building here, and I believe this took place back in 1907, the first year we were in this building. That, uh, actually, the second year that we were in this building. Uh, uh, the uh, the uh, pastor of the church had prayed with this couple on two or three different occasions to be healed so that they could have children. Well, after about a year went by, they didn't get any results, no results at all. So they told the pastors, told this couple, "You go down to the Island Church and you let Rusty and Leah Martin minister to you, and you'll have a baby." Well they came down I remember we ministered to them Back in the office back there Laid hands upon them And you know a year later They came They sat right back here in the back They still attend that church Up there in Huntsville, Texas They still But they came a year later With their beautiful baby Sat in the back of The doctor told them There's no way you'll have children No way you can have children Now there was another lady in Ireland She was a doctor Not from Nigeria And her physical organs Had been destroyed by a fever When she was a young girl And she knew herself, Uh, she could not have children. Now, the last time we had any contact with her was 12 years ago. She had had three. But here's the miracle of it. This is the miracle side of it. The doctors examined her, and there was no change in the condition of her body. The part of her body that was destroyed by the fever was still destroyed, but she still had children. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Well, that always gives God the glory, amen. That always makes you understand that's how God chooses to do things supernaturally so people won't have any question like that. Then we've seen over the years many people with back problems. We've seen all kinds, some some of the most outstanding healings that we've seen have been with people that were really severely injured are hurting there was, There was remember the young girl in West Columbia, Texas We were holding a revival for, for Pastor B.B. Hankins And there was a young lady that was in the church That was in a severe car wreck Up here around Basoria, West Columbia in that area and was, and was in the church And had basically healed up From all of the physical wounds that she had had But the lingering effect of the car wreck Left her a cripple Well the Holy Ghost got to move And the Spirit of God got to move And went and I'll never forget We laid hands on her. The Spirit of God touched her, and she just ran all around the building, just ran and ran and ran. The Spirit of God touched her, and she was totally healed. We saw another young man that was mauled horribly by a bunch of cattle. He was healed. Young lady born with cerebral palsy that was a cripple. She was healed. We saw many others. Remember that young man that time? He was a drummer in the church, played the drums, had had 20-something back surgeries. And we went to lay hands upon him and didn't get our hands upon him and the Holy Ghost bent him over backwards. You could not do it physically. The best way I could describe it, he looked like an L. The letter L, he went up this way and straight back that way and he stayed that way for the longest amount of time. And as soon as the Holy Ghost let go of him, he just began to rejoice and praise God and run and shout. He was totally healed because all of those back surgeries that they had done had left him crippled. Left him messed up like that. Now, another area in that, same, in that same vein, we've seen many people minister to like that. Very few times this would happen. I could say I could count on one hand the amount of times it happened. And that was in measuring people's legs that would have one leg shorter than the other. That they say that causes everything from problems with your eyes and your equilibrium to arthritis to all kinds of problems if you've got one leg shorter than the other. One particular meeting I was in, I got to talking about that. And as the more I talked about it, the more it seemed like the Spirit of God was moving to manifest one of the gifts of healing in that particular direction. Now, there was a youth pastor there. I'll never forget this. And so instead of me laying hands on people, we just set a chair there. And I let him lift up the legs of people. And examine them to see if one leg was shorter than the other And I'm telling there must have been a dozen people that came up And one of them I think was as much as two inches shorter than the other And that thing just popped out, did an adjustment in their back All the pain and discomfort was gone And then we finished ministering to them and everybody was And in my spirit I kept thinking there's one more Just kept rolling, my, there's one more, there's one more There's one. And so the Holy Ghost amplified that Now that's the word of knowledge working with the gifts of healing in tandem Amen. Now this is what the Spirit of God showed me, so I just gave it up. I said, there's one more person here. Now you didn't come up in this line. But now you saw somebody try to do this in a meeting and you've been skeptical of it your whole life. Guess who it was? It was that youth pastor. He had been in a, been in a motorcycle accident and they had taken a two-inch piece of his leg out. Where, what is that? The tibia femur. The femur. They had taken two inches out of his femur and he walked with a, I didn't notice, but he walked with a boot that was built up. Well, we sat him down in the chair, took his boots off, measured his leg. Sure enough, they were over two inches short, and his leg just popped out just like that. And God totally healed him and restored that two inches that was gone in his leg. Amen. Well, you know, other areas of him well, we talk about blind eyes. There's only been two times in which I've seen blind eyes healed. One of them, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, we were just teaching the Word of God, and the power of God fell on that woman. She just received her healing right there. Another time, I was ministering to a woman with Crohn's disease. We were down in Aransas Past in Pastor Bob Jane's church. I, I, I did not know the name Crohn's disease, but I began to describe the symptoms of it. As I described the symptoms of it, a lady stood up, and the only way I could describe her was this. Her color was about the color of mustard. That's the, her skin color. I mean, I don't. That, it was alarming looking. And as we prayed and released, I, and I didn't even lay hands on. I said, "You just stay right there." I said, just released the power of God in the name of Jesus. And her, the only way I can describe it is like this: It looked like instantaneously her skin went from that mustard color to a skin that was the only way I can describe it is this: pink as a pig. She began to shout. She began to magnify God. She began to glorify God. And then there was a young lady sitting on the front row. She started screaming. And I mean screaming. And I thought, whoa, what is going on there? Then she got up and ran to the back and started screaming louder. I thought to myself, I I thought, oh, Lord, what is something she get a bad reporter?" Because she was screaming, screaming. Well, it took about two or three minutes. The ushers corralled her, calmed her down, brought her up front. I could see them over there talking to her, shaking their head, lifting their hands, saying praise. I said, what what happened? But she came up there. She said, I come to this church. I'm a member of this church. I sit on the front row because I'm legally blind. And it's so dark for me, the light of the screen where they put the words up Gives just enough light for me to feel secure sitting on the front row in the service She said when you minister to that person that had that disease When the power of God fell on her it fell on me And my eyes opened and I saw the screen for the first time I started screaming They were singing a song and had the words up She said so I ran all the way to the back to see if I could see the words She said I could see the words from the back So I started screaming even louder Amen Well see here's the thing Knowledge of how that operates I've noticed Pastor Mark Brzee He ministers to many times People that have eye problems And things like that Brother Joe Morse Sometimes operates In the working of miracles Now let me explain this And we'll, and we'll go home tonight Do you like this? Is this okay? Now what, what about miracles When it comes to healing? Now healings The definition of gifts of healings Is the supernatural ability Or power of God That comes and removes Sickness, disease, or changes the condition of an injury. Now, where miracles come into play is that a miracle is manifested when there is something that is either not there or something that is so destroyed that something new must be put in. Amen. I was in Ireland teaching in a conference. Two other ministers were there. We were trading off the night services, and all three of us were doing a particular day service. Two in the morning, one in the afternoon. Well, my my particular meeting that day fell at the nine o'clock in the morning service. We gathered approximately two to three hundred during the morning service. We were gathering close to a thousand in the night services. Well, that that, that morning, as I got up to teach, there was a man sitting in a chair against the back wall. So I just I got up, I opened my Bible to teach, and I just stood there, I pointed at that man, and I said, This, God's gonna give you a brand new heart. I didn't think anything of it. Just words came out of my mouth. Well, I would think, you know, and thinking about what, what does that mean? I I'd never know. Many times when I say something, I have no idea what it means. I hope it means something to the people I say it to. You would think, well, he's going to change his heart, give him a new attitude, increase his capacity to believe. Well, about five years later, uh, as we set up a schedule to go uh, to Ireland that particular year, we had gotten calls in the office from a, for a particular church uh, and I'm trying to name that, remember the name of that city uh, I'll remember it here in a minute But we'd gotten calls several times from a particular church And I was not familiar with the pastor nor his name But we scheduled a meeting there, two nights Two nights So I rode the train from Dublin uh, down to that city And as I got to that city, a man met me there He recognized me, I didn't recognize him He recognized me, hey, Brother Rusty, good to be here I was spoke with a strong Irish accent, super strong Irish accent I had to listen real close uh, uh to Killarney. That's where it was, Killarney, Ireland. I had to listen real close to, to 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 him talk just to understand what he was saying. So as we got in the car and began to uh, uh head toward the uh bed and breakfast where they had me staying, he said, You don't know me, do you? I said, Well no, I don't recognize you. I've I've seen so many people being in the country here for so many years and teaching so preaching so much. I I said remind me who you are. He said Well I came uh, to a conference there y'all had in Dublin, there at Blackrock College. Blackrock College was well, the place we were using for the night venue. We were using the church for the day venue. He said, I sat in a chair on the back, in the back of the building against the wall, and you pointed at me and said, God's going to give you a brand new heart. He said, I'm going to tell you what happened. He said, my heart was so diseased, I was on a list for transplant. He said, it was literally so deformed and diseased That the doctors told me you could fall dead any minute. They said, we're not going to give you a week to live. We're not going to give you a month to live. We're not going to give you a year to live. We'll give you your next step. And if you get another one after that, then it's a miracle. He said he went back to the doctor about six weeks after that meeting. He said he began to feel stronger. He began to feel invigorated, energized. He said he went back to the doctor And they were doing some examination and x-ray And he said he noticed They were gone from the examining room For an extended amount of time He could hear whispering and things in the hall And he said next thing you know The, do- the door opened and six doctors walked in And the main doctor that was his doctor Had an x-ray in his hand And he looked at him and said this Who are you? He said doctor you know who I'm You've been treating me for many years I'm He says well according to the x-ray that we've took And the EKGs that we've run today And according to everything that we've examined You do not have the same heart you used to have You have a brand new heart Well God gave him a brand new heart See now that's a miracle That was a Literally you say Do you really believe God took that old heart out And put another heart I do I heard a full gospel businessman give a testimony one time I thought it was awesome He said he had a diseased heart And he was prayed for at a particular full gospel businessman conference that he was at And he said he woke up in the night He said his arms were spread across his bed like this And he opened his eyes And he said there was a big angel standing over And he said his hand was in my chest And he said the angel looked at him and said Go back to sleep, we'll be finished in just a minute (laughs) Amen Amen that's a miracle. How I many? Some of y'all may remember the guy that used to go around with the eye. He had a glass eye, but could see out of his glass eye. He used to go to those full gospel. He'd, Brother Osteen used to have him up at Lakewood Church, and it used to fascinate. He'd have him take that eye out, and they'd put so much tape on his eye that you could hardly tell he was. would have a big old water tape, and he'd just go over there and start reading the Bible. Just reading the Bible, reading the Bible. You say, well, what is that? That's a miracle. He was seen through his spiritual eye. God just snapped his fingers and all of a sudden that healing manifested and took place. Well, you've got to understand God does that in the world for the body of Christ because that is one of the tools we have not only to keep ourselves healed but also to evangelize the world. Notice how when Philip began to do that, there was great joy in the city. Amen. Listen, people have taken so many alternatives to healing. We've got to get back to believing God for healing in our lives. Being healed by the Word of God. Being healed by the power that's in the name of Jesus. And the gifts of the Holy Ghost in operation. Amen. Now this morning, it was unusual morning this morning. Both services, two ladies with almost like conditions. We just ministered to them through the laying on of hands. There was really no special gift of the Spirit in operation. But we just ministered, and I could sense a tangible anointing. We just ministered to them by the laying on of hands, and it's amazing. Both of them that were in pain, you could see, especially the one lady in that art, you could see the pain all over her face. You could see the stress. Now, both of them particularly, you could see the pain, but then you could see with the anointing just hit them, boom, and just went down through their body. And when they get up off the floor, that big old smile on their face, you know, can't, you can't you can fake that, honey, not when you're in pain. Amen. So you say, well, why are you teaching on that? Teaching produces an expectancy of it. Those gifts can operate at your home. You can lay hands on your children, your husband, your wife, your grandkids, your neighbors. If God puts something on you like that, you obey it, and you be quick to minister that power to whoever it may be and get them delivered, get them healed, get them set free, and obey what God puts in you by the Holy Ghost. If you do, You'll be a vessel in which God can use us in order to minister that out to people. And listen, don't be afraid. Don't be. It could happen down at the jail. You can minister. It could happen on the street. It, it, it could happen in, in a number of there. There at the there at the job where you work, wherever you're at. If you're not ashamed of it, if you won't draw back from it, it's amazing how God can use it to get people healed, get people delivered, and get people set free. Amen. You love the Lord tonight well lift your hands and worship God thank him for the Holy Ghost this evening thank him for the gifts of the Spirit for they being in operation so that we might experience the healing power of God thank him for the anointing that breaks the yoke thank him for the goodness of God Father we thank you Father we glorify your name Father we praise you tonight well this will help you we'll just mention that go ahead and stand on your feet if you go down through the, the the chapter chapter eight, the Bible says that when the disciples heard that the word of God was preached into Samaria, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they came laid hands upon them that they might receive the Holy Ghost, for they had not yet received the Holy Ghost, although Jesus had been preached, they had been born again, but they had not been baptized in the Holy. Now here's a question: Why didn't why didn't uh, why didn't Philip minister that to them? Because obviously Peter and John had an endowment from God to minister to people through the laying on of hands, the gifts of the, the gift of the Holy Ghost. Not not the gifts of the Spirit that we're talking about, but the initial baptism in the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues. I ministered with many people over the years that had that. I never did. That's never operated in our ministry. We've taught people, I've taught, I've taught before and seen the Holy Ghost fall in mass. Saw the Holy Ghost fall in mass and baptize 200 people one time instantly in the Spirit. They all begin to speak. Saw another time, 400 people. Just like you'd snap your finger. begin. To, well, I didn't minister to them, lay hands on them, It's just God moving among them. But most of the time when it comes to ministering to the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I've got to teach people. I'll teach them how to receive. I'll teach them about the anointing of God. I'll teach them how to yield to the Spirit of God. Then I'll lay hands on them by faith. And they, if they'll yield, they'll be filled with the Spirit. We saw that. The other morning, how many was it? Seven or eight, something like that. God filled with the Holy Ghost. But then there are others that just have a gifting. They can get up and teach on the Antichrist. I'm not kidding. They can get up and teach on whatever. And just lay hands on people. They get filled with the Holy Ghost like that. Say, so why does God do it like that? Because He's God. Because He's He don't want any of us taking the credit. He wants all the glory and we want Him to have all the glory. Amen. Father, we bless your name tonight. Thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy. Thank you for your spirit that moves in us and among us. Thank you for each and every one of us being sensitive to your spirit this week. As we go out in the highways, as we go down in the byways, where there are hurting and sick people, thank you, Father. We can be a conduit for their deliverance and their healing. Lord, as we leave tonight, we thank you for our protection and safety. We declare there shall no evil befall us. Neither shall any plague come nigh our dwelling place. We rejoice that you, Lord, give your angels charge over us We thank you that whether we travel on the highways, the airways, the seaways, or the railways, we're kept safe by the goodness and grace of God. Lord, in the particular work and endeavor of righteousness that we do when we labor, whether it be educational as students or teachers, whether it be in the medical field, whether it be in the petrochemical field, our own business, the retail markets, wherever it may be, whatever we may do, thank you, Lord, that we are not subject to the trauma, the terror, That which is so wrong that has been released upon this earth that we're kept under the shadow of the Almighty God, in the cleft of the rock, under the shadow of His wings. Thank you for our protection and safety. Thank you for joining us today. We trust that you enjoyed the podcast. For service times and special events, visit our webpage at www.islandchurchcalveston.com.